this is Desiree. I'm here today to welcome you to the Sea Road Community Podcast. And today we have a special guest. Our guest is one of our very own Sea Roaders, Kathy D'Souza. Um, some of you may know her and you may know that for over 30 years, she has been an advocate, a representative of the organization called Project Reach Out. Project Reach Out is the humanitarian arm of the Wesleyan Church in the country of Ghana. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Pastor Desiree. We're so excited to have you with us today, and we're really looking forward to getting to know you a little bit more and just how God has been working through this ministry in your life. But also, we're looking to see what God's doing in Ghana right now. And so we wanted to start off um, by just letting you um, tell us who you are. Give us a little information about um, your family, about uh, just your history with PRO, your journey with Jesus. Um, we're just really interested in getting to know you this morning. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. Um, um, I was born here in Brockville. Um, I grew up on a farm just near Addison. I actually went to a one-room school, so that's, that's really dating me. Um, <laughs> when I was 16, um, I came to know Jesus at a winter retreat, uh, that was sponsored by InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Um, I, I attended Thousand Island Secondary School, and there was a group there called the um, Interschool Christian Fellowship, like a club. And um, that's that was the, um, the way God used to bring me to him through that group. Um, a couple of years later, I was all ready to head off to Queen's University, already accepted, and God called me to attend Houghton College, um, a Wesleyan college in New York State. I see now as I look back that he knew what I needed and I needed to have a place where I could grow um, as a Christian and be part of a supportive community there. Um, so that was, um, that was a great, a great experience. Um, a couple of years later, um, I met Henry, who is now my husband, at Silver Lake Wesleyan Camp. Uh, we were married in 75. And after several moves, uh, God brought us back here to Brockville and to Sea Road Church, uh, where we've, we've been here 38 years um, at Sea Road. So that's some, <laughs> amazing, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have two children, Emily and Matthew. Um, Emily and her partner Vince have a son, Nathaniel, our first grandson, first grandchild. And Matthew and his wife live and work in Ottawa. So that's that's my story at this point. So is there we're interested in knowing, like, do you have any type of favorites? Like what might be your favorite um, warm drink? We're heading into fall. Is there anything um, that you love just to warm up? on these chilly mornings? Um, I'd have to say peppermint tea. That's my favorite right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds lovely. Mm -hmm. It is a little chilly this morning. And so that sounds great. <laughs> All mm -hmm. right. Well, also, we're just curious as to what, what um, drew you to participate in Project Reach Out? Like, what was your decision? Um, what, what series of events um, got you connected 
to this organization um, that represents um, the Wesleyan Church in Ghana? Well, um, in the early 90s, when um, Joe and Jemima returned to Ghana, where they had been uh, born, their, their native country, to serve God there, um, Project Reach Out got started, um, as, a, as you say, as a humanitarian arm of the, of the church there. Um, it, was, um, it was a required um, thing that Project Reach Out happened because um, Joe was not able to go back to Ghana and start a church unless there was a compassionate ministry connected to it for the people of Ghana. So... My friend Patty Skelton and I uh, both joined the board, the Canadian board of Project Reach Out about the same time in the early 90s, just after maybe a few years after it had been formed. Um, and Carol Tanney was then the uh, chairperson. So God, God clearly uh, orchestrated it and brought it together. Very cool. And you yourself have... You've been to Ghana. How many trips have you made to Ghana? Um, I've made four trips um, since uh, 2015. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the country? Um, maybe highlight some of the various um, projects or um, ministries that Project Reach Out has participated in over the years? Sure. Um well, um, first I could say that um, the mandate of Project Reach Out as a humanitarian ministry is to meet the needs of the people of Ghana, primarily women and children. Um, so we have had various compassionate ministries, um, including um, a very successful farm project, farming and um, agroforestry project, uh, for many years, uh, which has ended currently due to the fact that the land was rented. Uh, they were unable to purchase, so they, they rented land, which the lease ended last year. So um, it's possible that that is a project that may, may in the future be, um, may happen again. But right now, um, that project is, has been completed and um, also uh, medical uh, clinics have happened um, over a long period of time. Um, keeping in mind that we've been in Ghana for 30, 30 years at this point um, working. And out of that time, a, a good portion of that time, we've had medical clinics in, in operation. Um, currently, the medical clinic is closed. Um, but... Um, that's uh, God may reopen that uh, that area as well in the future. I, I remember speaking to you a while back, and you had expressed that um, I'm not sure if it was in regard to the schools or the medical clinics, but for a while, Project Reach Out was filling gaps that the government was just unable to do, and and now the government has kind of um, adjusted. Um, some of its process, and that's why these projects have kind of come to completion. Is that in regard to the medical clinics, or is that more like the schools? Both, definitely both, because when uh, the medical clinic was built, and it was like a small hospital, it um, it was meeting the needs of a 
thousands of people in the area who had no medical care available to them. Currently, there are, there are lots of hospitals and clinics being opened in Ghana all the time by the government. And so, and they have a, a medical um, card that they can get for um, some sort of support in the hospitals, not to the degree that we have in Canada, but it's, it's a, uh, they pay for it and it covers some expenses related to, to medical care. But yes, the government is certainly taking over the, uh, the schools, uh, providing uh, free education now for, for mm -hmm. students right up to um, high school level. Um, and boys clinic. and girls, correct? Right, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. Boys and girls, okay. Mm -hmm. Just over the years, I remember um, just little things that um, that Project Reach Out has um, put together. I know that there's a group within our congregation called the So-and-Sos, and can you tell us a little bit about, I know you participate in that group, but can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that they create that then get delivered to Ghana? Uh, So-and-sos make a lot of different things, and um, quite a few of them go to Ghana. Uh, we, we often take uh, dresses and shorts and T-shirts for the children that we give out to them. Um, we also make um, kits with reusable sanitary pads, which we give to girls in school, and um, that allows them to be able to be in school you know, most of the time then. Um, let's see. Uh, we, lots of other little things are made, blankets of all kinds, babies for babies and uh, larger blankets. We've been making a lot of things for, to send up north in Canada for Indigenous or uh, people who have a need uh, there, uh, warm clothes, hats, mitts, that kind of thing. Um, so that kind of thing. Certainly doesn't go to Ghana, but it's right. one of the things that we do make. Um, right. Other than that, uh, yeah, that's primarily what we do, uh, what we do make and send. Mm -hmm. And um, also, I know um, My Summer Rocks, over the years, we've had you and some some ladies come in and do some um, doll making um, mm -hmm. clinics um, that then yes. also get distributed to uh, the children in Ghana, which was just such a beautiful opportunity for for kids to learn how to make them because they're quite cute, <laughs> but mm -hmm. also um, just that opportunity for um, the older generation and the younger generation to connect and do something mm -hmm. together and then um, pass it on. And I know that you do some of those workshops in various spots. I know you were at the Outpost Cafe and mm -hmm. um, I think you were even at Bridalwood. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Just yeah. this week we were there with some of the residents and had a really lovely time with them making dolls and talking mm -hmm. and just a uh, very pleasant time. We had uh, quite a few volunteers from Sea Road who went there to do that and it was it was excellent. Yeah. I just love how it's all interconnected that all these um all these initiatives or ideas and projects, um, they just come together to point people to Jesus, to bring them some hope. And so it's just a beautiful thing to see. So it's mm -hmm. very exciting. Well, I wanted to maybe ask you what's going on now in Ghana? Like what after the pandemic, um, 
many projects have been completed through Project Reach Out. What's happening presently there in Ghana? Okay, so I'll tell you quickly about um, five current projects in no particular order. So the first I'm going to list is Duwakwa School, also known as Wesleyan Preparatory School. Um, it's about eight years that it's been running. They have six teachers and currently about 65 to 70 students um, in the kindergarten to grade four range. They're in, a, in temporary classrooms on the property of the Duwakwa Church, the Wesleyan Church there. Uh, cement block foundations with wooden walls and a tin roof, uh, pretty rough. Uh, land has been purchased to build a permanent school building, and so the next step for this school is hopefully to build a three-classroom building on the property. So we're looking into estimates for that cost right now. Second, new Ejibiasi Library and Computer School. It took me several years to get my tongue around that name. New <laughs> you did great. <laughs> Edubiasi, I can now say it. It's actually Joe's uh, birthplace where his family came, came, comes from. So um, this project started in about 2009. So it's, it's been underway for a long time, but sometimes it just takes a long time for things to happen because... Um, other projects take higher priority. And anyway, uh, uh, the last uh, bit, we've really been working hard and Joe has been um, working very hard to get this finished. And it was opened in May of this year. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, it's called, he's named it Asempa Library. And the word Asempa means good news. Wow. Um, there's several schools right on the same property, uh, right from primary right up to secondary school. So a lot of students are right there and they can come in and for a small fee, they can do research on the computers um, and do research in the, in the library and they can print information from the internet um, for their projects and for their schoolwork. Um, so this is uh, this was a need that Joe identified because the school does not have these kind of facilities for them, the schools in the area. Um, third uh, project is Clefe Technical Vocational School. Um, this is a secondary school level school uh, open for about 20 years in a small village named Clefe uh, near the Volta River in the eastern Ghana. Um, they have uh, an excellent situation that, that has come about through the Department of Social Welfare and the National Vocational and Technical Institute so that graduating students are tested by them and then they're issued government licenses so they can get jobs. They're fully qualified. Um, there are about 60 students currently there um, and um, they, all they all study English, math, and computers, and then they choose from vocational courses in sewing, dressmaking, secretarial, office procedures, um, electrical and building construction, including masonry and carpentry. So this is, um, this is a, a vocational school for students who um, 
choose to attend or if they are unable to um, pass the ex the entrance examinations for secondary school, um, then this provides an alternative for them. Um, so that's that's Clef A and, and it's a long running project and still doing well. Um, fourthly, microfinance, um, small business loans. Um, so Project Reach has, has contracted with an organization called Hope Organization called Hopeline. Um, this is um, a, a group of professionals who train prospective business owners how to run their business, and then they test them. Uh, and if they are successful in testing, they are loaned the money to expand their businesses. Um, so the repayment rate for Project Reach Out loans is at like 95%, which is quite exceptional. That is um, I talked with some of the recipients in 2019 when I was there, and um, they're, they're very pleased to be able to do um, so much more for their businesses with, with their loans. Um, they can hire more employees. Uh, they've purchased additional property. And they have the opportunity to send their children to school and even take courses at college or university. So it's all a very um, positive thing for them. Um, they often pay back the loan and immediately borrow it again because they want to do further, you know, and do more. What are what are some like what kind of businesses would they open? Just um, well, I talked to all, all kinds of self-employed people that might um, just do um, like this, this, these two guys were running a kiosk in a market and they were uh, repairing cell phones and selling accessories for cell phones and that kind of thing. They told me that they were, had been renting the property, but now they had purchased it and they were opening a second location. Wow, that's so good. One guy said um, he just got married and he had enough money for the wedding. So it was like he he was very happy. You're like um, changers. <laughs> yeah, so it's all kinds of different things. In that same market, a woman and her sister were running um, a, a lunch business where they were cooking food at home and bringing it there. Mm -hmm. And they were employing quite a few employees uh, to um, to help with the business. So, and that had increased. And uh, the one said she was able to send her kids to school now. And so it was, yeah, pretty neat. Um, all kinds of different home-based, a lot of them businesses where they were making food or buying something wholesale and reselling it and that kind of thing. Um, very resourceful and uh, neat. Mm -hmm. Very much. Um, so the fifth um, uh, pr current project is the Salaga Guest House. Um, this is kind of <clears throat> kind of near and dear to our hearts because um, the the guest house is called Chantal House, and it's named after Chantal Thomas um, from our own Centennial Road Church originally um so this uh guest house was started in about 2006 just in in memory of Chantal, just after she passed away and um 
the building uh, got started with the memorial funds, but once that money was used, there wasn't enough to complete the building. And um, a group of men from Ottawa area, led by Reverend Larry Mack, uh, took a trip in 2015 to, and their goal was to continue uh, working on the guest house and uh, get it underway. And they, they uh, did a lot of fundraising and took a lot of cons- money for construction materials and tools. And it, it was a lot was done on that project uh, with uh, a joint, the joint efforts of many Ghanaian tradespeople mm-hmm. um, who were in charge of the project. And then the, the Canadian guys, five of them who were helping, they were all um, carpenters, masons, plumbers, that kind of thing. And they, they brought uh, their, they brought their skills to the project as well. And um, they went back quite a few of them, um, several trips to Ghana um, and uh, completed the construction um, in 2019. And in May of that year, the the, uh, guest house was officially opened and dedicated. Uh, They have four rooms uh, with ensuite bath, each one, a kitchen, dining room and meeting area. Um, It's being used for conferences and meetings and people stay there when they come to the area and it's in the north of Ghana. So um, good places to stay are are, uh, few and far between in the north uh, because it's not very highly developed. Um, It's a mainly rural area. And um, so it's great to have a good place to stay. And if, if we are able to go to Ghana again and go to the north, it would be really neat if we could go and stay there. We, uh, that would be fun. So, so there's, there are the five projects currently um, happening in Ghana. So we just see um, how these, uh, these projects um, meeting the needs of families, um, giving them an opportunity to find success, um, dignity, and then ultimately pointing them to who Jesus is through all of these. It's just, it's just amazing. So thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that with us. Um, I just wanted to, to ask, um, what ways can we be praying for Project Reach Out right now? Are there a couple of prayer requests that we could be um, keeping, um, keeping close and um, going on behalf of Project Reach Out and asking God's blessing? Yes, definitely. That will be really great. And I just want to say that I know that Joe and Jemima really have appreciated the prayer support that has come over all these years from Sea Road and others in Canada who support them um, financially and by in prayer support. Uh, it's it's I know it's it's very very essential to them. Um, First of all, their daughter, Diella, who had been living and working in Calgary, has moved back to Ghana and is working with Joe and Jemima in the ministry of Project Reach Out. Um, this has just happened in the last few months. And so, um, so we're praying for her as she, as she takes on some responsibility with Project Reach Out um, and working with her parents there. Um, for, for wisdom and direction and health and strength for, for the work there. Um, for, for the projects, um, 
Duakwa school, we're, we're naturally praying that if it's God's will that uh, a permanent school be built, that he will provide that, uh, the funding for that. And we're praying for the teachers and the students and their families um, as they come out of COVID and hopefully many more of the families come back to the school. Um, for, for the new library uh, and computer center, um, we're, we're praying for um, funds to purchase additional resource books, those that are really needed, up-to-date resource books um, for the library, um, which could be purchased in Ghana. So if, if there are those who wish to uh, designate um, uh, giving specifically for that, that can be done. Uh, for the uh, computer uh, library, if, if that's that, that would work. If people uh, wanted to stay connected with PRO, um, if they wanted to receive maybe some field updates, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, well, the updates um, usually will come through World Hope. So um, if World Hope international has uh their email they would be able to receive those so i would suggest going on the website for worldhope.ca mm -hmm. and if if you just look at the top there's the word contact and then send us a note will come up and if you send in an email they'll have your email address and just ask to be added to the mailing list for project reach out Perfect. Thank you so much. See, mm -hmm. we will include um, that information in the notes of this podcast, as well as you can connect to CRO.ca and listen to all of our podcasts in this recent series of highlighting what God is doing around the world um, through um, prayers and financial support of our faith community. All right, Sea Rotors, so like, subscribe, and share to keep updated on how God is moving in our community, region, nation, and world. We'll see you next time.